Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and welcome to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast where we explore economic development trends, St. Clair County communities, and interesting companies. I'd like to welcome today's guests, Nathaniel and Maggie Bottenfield, owners of Exquisite Corpse Coffee. Starting the morning with a great cup of coffee is a morning ritual for many, it certainly is for me, and it's also one of life's simple pleasures. The Bottenfields became small business owners while in their early 20s by taking over a local coffee shop in 2018. So let's find out more about their downtown Port Huron coffee shop and how their entrepreneurial journey is going. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really interested in your story today. So let's start like with the first time that you talked about wanting to open a coffee shop. How did that happen? Well, we were uh, dating at the time. We volunteered in Mexico for six months. So we uh, were teaching English and we were sitting in a coffee house, Casa de Te, where we went pretty frequently and kind of, we were there for six months and then we were kind of trying to figure out what we were going to do after because we had no plans. We were young, broke. So we kind of started setting up a 10-year timeline and we came up with wanting to be business owners and we were in a coffee house and we loved coffee houses. So we thought, okay, that would be pretty cool. So yeah, we set up a 10-year timeline of how we could possibly achieve that. And I think that was the first time we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Who, whose crazy idea was it? Like, who's the one who first came up? <sighs> Probably with Maggie's. Idea? I think it was my idea. <laughs> yeah. Because I've always loved coffee. Like, I was known for, like, in high school, I was the girl that always had a cup of coffee. I've always loved coffee. My dad said when I was two, I would just steal black coffee out of his hand and try <laughs> to drink it. So I've always loved coffee. And when we're traveling, like, you can always find a home in a coffee house. You always feel like you're at home. So it's just like the culture of it and obviously the taste of it is something that's always brought me to coffee houses. It seemed like a fun thing to do together and it is a fun thing to do together. Turns out it is. Yeah. (laughs) And so you came back from Mexico and lo and behold, the end of the year in 2017, an opportunity presents itself. So talk about that. Yeah. So I worked at the Exquisite Corpse actually before we went to Mexico for a little bit. And, you know, one of the things now I'm remembering was we said we didn't know if we could open up a coffee house in Port Huron because we wouldn't be able to compete with the Exquisite Corpse because of the roaster. We were like, oh, that roaster's so nice. And like, we don't have money to get a roaster like that. So we weren't sure if we'd even be able to do it in Port Huron. But then working and I didn't want to compete with Patty, the previous owner, because she's such a nice lady. But she actually asked me in July after we got married in June if we'd be willing to take it over. And I thought she was going to like fire me actually, because there was talk of, oh, the coffee house isn't doing well. And like, she's letting people go. So I was like, oh, okay, she's going to let me go. We just got a mortgage on a house. Like we need money. I'm going to have to figure out something else to do. And she was like, hey, so I'm going to, I'm thinking of getting rid of the coffee house. And I was like, yeah, okay, here it comes. And she was like, would you and Nathaniel be interested in taking it over? And I remember texting him that day, like freaking out. He was working at Aldi. Yeah, I was not ready for that at all. But. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we, we jumped on the idea right away. We were like, whoa, there's no way. We were just talking like six months ago about opening up a coffee house or within the year. It's just crazy. Yeah, there was no way we could say no to that for sure. And so that is just like 
a mind-blowing idea, right? And you're you're thinking, oh my God, well, we're going to need some money to run this thing. So how did you go about coming up with the capital to, because you had, you needed operating yeah. uh, revenue and for funding sure. to, to operate the business for a little while until you started generating revenue. I have no idea. Well, I mean, the Patty, French fry truck, right? Like yeah. So we had of? the the French fry trailer. We made a little bit of money from that, but, and we really just saved all of our money. I worked at Aldi. We had a little mortgage and that was about it as far as bills. Um, and Patty really set up a very generous payment program, really let us ease into it. I mean, she even put me on the payroll for a month before we took over just so that I could learn how to make coffee. I'd never prepared coffee, roasted coffee, you know, made a latte. Um, so Patty had a huge part in us being able to do it. Yeah. Um, she just set us up for success. Like she wanted to see us succeed. She's She's such a great person. She saw two young people that had that worked well together, and she wanted to see Port Huron have another addition. I think she likes the idea. She told me, like, the Raven, how the couple would run it. She liked the idea of having a couple run a coffee house together like that. And so you took over this odd little kind of, like, art gallery slash coffee yeah. house, and, you know, I remember walking through it in the past, and I got to say, it looks different today, totally different mm-hmm. than it did then. So. Talk a little bit about your vision for the place and what changes you wanted to make. So, and Patty will say this, she is not a business person. So she knew, she knew how to design the place. She knew how to, she had a vision in her mind of how to set it up. But there was definitely some pretty quick things that I, you know, I wanted to take down the golden road in the front, not because it wasn't awesome, but just because it definitely confused customers. There's two entrances with two different names. So that was first order of business. We pretty quickly got some light food on the menu, um, some donuts from Chef Shells and different little bites. We, we switched where the register was. We moved, yeah, we moved some different layout in the back um, to make it a little more efficient because we had one busy day and we realized, oh, we got to change a lot of stuff. Um, we put a bar up in the window. So, yeah, we definitely changed a few things, but... Um, put some art on the walls. Yeah. So had, we got, remember, yeah. yeah, John came and we pasted that mural on the wall. Yeah, so I think it still has kind of the soul and the foundation of what Patty set up. And then we kind of just went in and tweaked it a little bit and built on what she started. I wasn't a a visitor of the coffee house for a long time, but then I started going. And what strikes me every time I go in there is there's always like these little subtle changes, like you're changing out a book or you're Mm -hmm. you're doing something to make it, you know, something different and and make it homey every day. Just like you would if you were at home, you know, every day, it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot to put my robe away. Yeah. You know, and you come back the next day and, oh, there's those three books on the coffee table. So every day it's a little bit different. But what I like about it is you have things like games, you have books, you have art on the walls, you have, you know, everything from pianos to couches to chairs to all these different things. So how does that happen? Like who comes up with these ideas and where do you get all of these things? Well, as far as the art goes, it's always a local artist, you know, usually in the Port Huron area or the surrounding area. And it's just the artists just come to us. I mean, we're usually booked about a year out. So it changes every month, which is great because it gives them a place to put up their art and it changes the whole feel of the room every month. As far as the books go, again, it's just local authors that have approached us and asked if we could put out some of their books to sell. And then as far as knickknacks, just sometime we're on vacation and we see a pillow made of a coffee bag. And yeah, we like, have to cool. have that yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a culmination of like us and the customers just working together and people just drop stuff off sometimes. Oh, I have this cool book about running or I have this cool book. Will you take that? Or I have this plant. Oh, so many people have given us plants. 
which is great. It makes it feel homey, but I we do feel bad. We warn people, like, sometimes we forget to water the plants. <laughs> like, if you don't see it in a few months, please don't get upset. But we try our best to take care of them. Or even yesterday, a customer came by and it's like, oh, I was at the store and I saw this and thought of you guys and dropped us off a coffee art. Okay. Super cool. So one of the interesting things about the business is you do roasting for other people to other companies, mm-hmm. which is a great. I would assume a great secondary source of income for you. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. It's good. Just have that reliable, you know, you know, it's going to be every month. Um, that was another one of the first things we did was approach the Raven and, you know, say, Hey, we don't want to be competitors. We want to work together, you know, grow the town together instead of fighting over customers. So yeah, we supply them with their custom blend and their espresso. We've been doing that pretty much Almost since we took over. Time, yeah. Kate's downtown gets coffee from us. A couple local churches, Blue Water Glass gets wholesale coffee from us every month to supply to their employees. Country market. Country market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been great. That's one of my favorite. You know, it sets up good local connections and uh, gets the coffee places where it probably wouldn't normally be. Well, I I imagine it it draws people like flies because it probably smells awesome. Well, yeah. During that roasting process, how long does it take to, to, to roast something? Uh, so we do two pounds at a time, so it's super, super small batches. So we're pretty much roasting all day. And it takes probably from putting the green beans in to the roasted beans cooled probably about 10 minutes. So it's pretty quick, which is nice. We do small batches, so it's always fresh. Okay. Yeah, so you can come order your pound of coffee, and you can watch it go from a green bean to the coffee that you're going to grind up the next day within like 13 minutes. So it's pretty awesome to see mm-hmm. that process right mm-hmm. in front of your face. Uh, so one thing that I think is important to to talk about since I have you here is like some of the lessons you've learned along the way, because this was your first like entrepreneurial venture, right? You didn't know what you didn't know. You, you dove right into it. You, Maggie, you had experience. You'd worked there before you knew how to make coffee and espresso and all those other things. Nathaniel, you kind of figured it out pretty quickly in the first month. And then, you know, you started making your changes after that. So what are some of the lessons that you learned? (laughs) <laughs> we learn. We learned we needed a good flow. I remember the first few days that it was busy. We were just like, okay, we need a new flow. That's why you changed the register. Yeah, for me, it's um, always like, just be willing to adapt and change. You know, like when we first took over, it was really easy to see from the outside perspective, okay, these six things need to change, you know, it's, but once you're in it, it's really hard to kind of take a step back and see what needs to change. And, you know, so if you're always willing to just adapt, and take advice and not feel so confident that I know everything. Like one of our favorite things is go to other towns and look at different coffee houses and see what they're doing. And okay, that's a Absolutely. good idea. Try that out. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does. Um, so yeah, take advice and then also ignore a lot of advice <laughs> because as much good advice as you get, you're getting a lot more, <laughs> maybe not such great advice. So okay. being willing to take it and filter through, try some things, adapt, I think has been the biggest thing because mm-hmm. we definitely have tried some stuff and said, oh, no, that. That didn't work. Yeah. One of the things that was really great in the beginning was we would have an event almost every weekend and that helped us get our name out there because not a lot of people knew about the Exquisite Corpse before, even though it was there for like five years before we took over. Putting in that extra work in the beginning, because now we don't really necessarily need to have events and we have two kids at home, so we can't really have (laughs) the events all the time. But in the beginning, we had an event like every weekend and really doing anything to get your name out there, really utilizing the social media and yeah, even as simple as making sure your Google hours are right and that you have a couple good pictures up there was like huge for people to know that you're there. Do you guys take advantage of social media? Yeah, I mean we don't your go X page or whatever they call we, it. We these don't days. have X. <laughs> we don't have TikTok. We're definitely 
falling behind a little bit on some of the stuff. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've always kept it on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're not crazy. You know, we don't do a lot of paid posts or anything, but we've always kept people up to date on what we're doing, different drinks. Um, we have a great employee, Hannah, who does a lot of good posts because it's always a bummer to see businesses come in and put all this money into the business. And then you try to find out some information, even on their you know Google page or Facebook, and there's just nothing or the hours are wrong or even, you know, pictures don't look great or whatever, you know. So yeah, it's, right. It's important, right. even if it's not every single day and it's not, you don't go crazy on it. I think it's important to at least have something on there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're constantly going to have to market your business just, you know, to keep things up to date, but also to remind people you're there. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to become complacent if you're a, a shopper, you know, or maybe a new place opens up somewhere, a breakfast place or something like that. And, you know, so you're constantly just kind of reminding people that you're there and mm-hmm. bringing them back. And and the one thing about coffee houses that I've noticed is there's a certain loyalty factor oh. for the customers, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. You probably, you've been in business for like six years. You probably still have some of your original customers. Definitely. I mean, we just lost this year, our most loyal customer, John Jurgens. He, I mean, even before I took over, I think from the beginning when Patty started, he was there. Every single every day. day. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd always get the... You know, his, he had his favorite coffees. He sat in the same spot. He was, so yeah, he was there every single day. We have definitely a lot of loyal customers. We are lucky too. I feel like all, all of our customers are just like super loving people and they just always have great things to say to us about our coffee. And there's never like animosity, like, oh my God, they're even so whatever. Or like, they never compare us really. They're just happy that we're there and they're so excited to see us. And then we get to tell people, oh, yeah, the Raven has this if we're closed on Sunday or Kate's has that when we're closed at this time. So it's cool. I feel like in our coffee house, there's not really the people that are like bashing other other people or other coffee houses because we've created this culture of like love and like sharing with everyone around and any, everyone in the downtown. So I don't know. It's it's such a nice place to be. It's such a nice place to work. I only get to be there once a week now because I'm home with the kids. But when I'm there, I feel I don't really feel like I'm working anymore. <laughs> like it's just catching up with the town. Yeah. And your team, do you have much turnover there or do you have pretty, pretty much the same crew that comes in all no, the time? We've had, I mean, we've had Maddie. She was our first employee. We hired her when she was 14. So she's 18 now, which has been kind of cool watching her almost grow up yeah so she's you know she's in college but she still works once or twice a week and then hannah once maggie left to stay home with the kids um, we hired hannah and they've been awesome you know it's pretty much me and hannah almost every day so we're super lucky super blessed with some awesome employees who the town loves and then we just yeah i got stefan back he was one of the original Original, yeah from when patty owned it stefan was yeah so yeah, we've we've definitely been very lucky and blessed with some great. great employees that have helped a lot. So we don't have much time left, but I just wonder if you could comment on what's the future looking like for the Exquisite Corpse. Do you got any new plans? What's on the horizon? I think right now we're kind of just hunkering down um, with the kids. I mean, we have a seven-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, so <laughs> we've really just been, um, which has been such a blessing to be able to, you know, we close at two, so I'm home by three every day and I get to spend a lot of time with the with the kids, especially at this age, which has been a real blessing. So we haven't slowed down at all. I think right now we're just kind of hunkering down and enjoying the family life. We're always like looking for more people to roast for though. I mm-hmm. mean, we always keep an ear out if someone else opens or, you know, um, when the Wrigley Center open, we kind of looked, we're like, okay, whose coffee are they serving? So sometimes we're like, we need to go talk to them soon. <laughs> and also I feel like in the future we'll do more I want to do more kids events because our kids will participate too. So I want to get those events back out there in the future. 
probably not for a couple of years because our kids are so small, but yeah. I can't wait to do more stuff with them. Like little, I don't know, we did like a tea party once before we had kids so that we could be there and it'd be cool if we could put more stuff like that on or movie nights for kids. I don't know. I have a lot of <laughs> cute, I was the events person when I, when I was there full time and I have a lot of cute ideas for kids coming up in the future. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what those are. And yep. Yeah. So thank you for coming on and telling me a little bit about your story today. I, I hadn't expected the whole Mexican angle to this. So <laughs> that's really interesting. And there's probably another story that has nothing to do with coffee related to that yep. uh, six months that you spent down there. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So I want to thank all of the EDA members that help support our organization. Our programs and services are a direct result of their support. So thank you once again. And with that, I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and I hope you'll join us again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.